Hi, I'm Frank Homer. And I'm Laurie O'Neill. We are, we are the, the founders, founders of, of the, business the Business Hive. Our podcast is centered around proven practices within the current business environment. Our discussions seek to bring out the best in real estate agents to improve and grow their businesses through the sharing of knowledge. Business acumen has always been my passion, and I have a strong intellectual curiosity to learn new strategies and tactics in the ever-changing world of business. I'm passionate about growing the production and the businesses of agents to make their lives better. My one thing is to affect people's lives in a positive and powerful way that will benefit them for generations. Join us as we explore the latest trends and topics for growing your business. One. Good morning, Frank. How are you today? I'm good, Lori. Good morning. How are you? Good. We have our famous numbers guy, Nick Lopez from the office joining us today, and uh, we're carrying the conversation over from last month. Can't wait to hear what, uh, what good news you're bringing us, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you guys? Um, so we'll jump right into it. Uh, again, you know, as we always put this disclaimer on, uh, numbers are delayed by 30 days because of the time it takes to compile for like the nation and for the state and for our local um, communities. So last time we talked uh, back in November, we were going over September's numbers. And this month, we're going to go over um, October's numbers. So kind of along the same lines as what we had talked about before. Um, back in September, if you guys remember, uh, nationally, month over month, um, real estate was up 7%. Uh, but year over year, it was down 2.3%. Um, we were discussing last time about seasonality and how you know, you're starting to see stuff ramp down a little bit across the board. Um, so keeping that in mind, October's numbers are following along that trend. Uh, month over month, uh, real estate was only up 0.8%. So that's a, that's a big decrease from the month before. Again, contracts usually 30 to 45 days, sometimes 60. So we're always trying to play catch up in terms of what's closing. Mm -hmm. um, but year over year, uh, we were down 5.8% for the nation. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, so that kind of influx that we've been talking about, I get, you know, in the beginning, we talked about it being, you know, um, like a pressure cooker uh, in terms of, of everybody being so hungry to buy, buy, buy. Yes. Um, as crazy as it is to say, that's almost two years ago now. That's how long we've been working through this uh, pandemic that created variables that were outside of our control. Because again, if you guys remember being in the business two years ago, right before the pandemic happened, we were shifting into a buyer's market. Um, you know, pricing was starting to come down a little bit. Uh, inventory was starting to go up. Um, and, then, and then those outside variables, you know, created that demand where we had less inventory. Um, so again, going across the board, as we see <clears throat> on a national level, usually, you know, as you get more um, narrow in your focus, jumping into New Jersey, which, you know, is our home state, um, the one year change in closed sales was down 20%. So for the state of New Jersey, year over year, um, 
Closings were down 20% in October. Inventory was down almost 30%. So again, what we talk about is agents going out there and getting listings. There's a high demand for inventory. Buyers are out there, but the product isn't there right now. Right. Um, but as opposed to the month before in September, where we saw a decrease in the median price, um, October was actually a 7% increase in the median price. So the homes that are, are selling are now, again, selling for more than they were selling for the year before. Yeah, that uh, makes and that's sense. for the state of New Jersey. Okay. Um, for Mercer County as a whole, which again is where, you know, a, our office is located and the number of the agents and, and individuals who listen to this podcast are, um, it's very interesting to see uh, for single family homes year to date is actually up 8.2%. So kind of jumping back to what Frank had talked about last month, if you guys listened, if not go back and listen um, to the podcast from last month, you know, it's not that there's less inventory per se, it's just the perception that there's less inventory because of how quickly it's going. So homes are coming on there is product for buyers to buy in the single family as well as the townhome um, product line. Uh, townhomes actually year to date are up 16.2% in the amount of inventory that's sold so far this year. Mm. Um, the only thing down is active adult by 3.9%. Mm. Um, but the inventory is there uh, across the board pretty much uh, year to date it's up, but you know, Last month um, for October, the number of new listings though were down 3.9%, which means the number of closed sales were down 13% October over October, 2020 to 2021. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a legitimate decrease in inventory. I mean, it, it, it is present, it is true. Uh, maybe a little bit more now, seasonality's come back. People are holding on to listings, waiting for the new year now. So, yeah, I would, I would I would tend to agree with that. Although, when I do have conversations with individuals asking, "Should I put it on the market now?" I always say yes because that buyer demand has not resolved. Right. But I agree with you. We are back to the seasonality that we don't have as many listings going into the winter yes and it'll be interesting to see you know come because it's not too far away christmas is this weekend i mean you know for us in general usually the spring market starts like super bowl weekend you see a lot of people start to prep after the holidays. needs to start to bring um everything on Oh, did I, I'm sorry. Did I freeze? Oh, sorry. That's okay. Just repeat um, the sentence again and I'll edit it. Okay. So what I was saying was that, uh, you know, for us around here, usually Super Bowl weekend is when the spring market per se starts. So you have a lot of agents that, you know, though I have heard agents are pushing to put it on now, you do have a number that I'm sure are holding a lot of pocket listings for after the holidays because sellers don't want people to walk through during Christmas and mm -hmm. New Year's. Mm -hmm. And we may see a big influx 
back to the seasonality coming in February and how that will adjust stuff. Right. Um, on, on the flip side, as a broker and as an agent, I've been dealing with a lot of appraisal issues recently, though the median sales price is up from what we saw with the 7%. And in general, um, banks are tightening up on their appraisals and what they're willing to give out. Um, so a lot of these deals are being worked through, but it's coming to either price adjustments or becoming more frequent. Um, I personally have had to deal with it and I've had to help agents within our office deal with banks ordering more than one appraisal. Oh, I've heard that, especially uh, with the major jumbo loans. Yes. Your luxury been, properties will yep. do two appraisals. And some of them are even not just doing two appraisals, but they're doing an appraisal and AVM and then having a second appraiser look at both reports to confirm that it's accurate. Yes. So, so again, back to not just seasonality, but us with expectations of our sellers, where you still have some sellers out there thinking whatever price I want to put on mm -hmm. it on for, there will be a buyer to buy it a hundred percent. There will probably be a buyer to buy it no matter what price you put on, but the banks are not just sliding them through like they did earlier in this, you know, environment where they were signing off on stuff as easily as they did at the time. Um, so banks will start to control too what's going to happen with our market as product starts to sit because it ends up being too overpriced or deals fall through because of appraisal issues. Um, we may start to see a turn in some of the pricing and, and the inventory out there for those reasons as well. Mm -hmm. So Nick, along those lines, um, just wanted to kind of chime in a little bit with Hunterdon County. In 2020, 2,228 total sales, to, total transactions. Uh, we're at 93% of that number today, as of today with closings. So we are not as many, uh, but certainly significant higher than what it was in 2019. Because mm -hmm. that was 500 transactions less for 2019. It was once, you know, seven, over 1,700 transactions when we look at numbers. So... Um, and along those same lines, price point, absolutely. Ha median price point has definitely increased. You know, and again, I think we're seeing too, as you go across it, I mean, with everything that's occurred, when we think about waves in real estate, a lot of us think in our head, they're huge, like tsunami waves. Like you either got a big buyer's market or a big seller's market. <laughs> Like it's either feast or famine. Like when we do our diagrams and our whiteboards, we're always doing the big, you know, hills. Now a buyer's market and a seller's market flip can be, can be a speed bump. It can be a slight hiccup, mm -hmm. like a slight change. It doesn't always have to be the big ones where we're looking for those big signs that it may not be like a bubble burst, but you're going to see a significant decrease. You know, so with everything that's occurred with this buyer demand and all that stuff, where we started to see a, buy, a, a seller's market starting to become a buyer's market, um, you know, or vice versa, like you can work through a slow one as well. So I'm very curious to see now as we've kind of worked through between vaccinations and booster shots and all that that's going on and businesses opening back up and schools having schools, the demand we're seeing, how long will it? continue because the demand's always going to be there 
you know, there's no guarantee that that the the number of homes coming on the market will equal the demand or be more than the demand. Because I do not see buyers suddenly stopping because interest rates aren't changing exorbitantly. No, they haven't. But, it, you know, so so you still, still low. have you still have money out there. Yes. You know, and with social media and all this stuff out there, you have a lot of people as well, younger individuals or individuals who have disposable income jumping into niches like investor niches that they weren't in before because money wasn't as cheap. Correct. Well, you're also seeing uh, one of the um, other real estate news news lines, if you will, uh, they were talking about, you know, rents will continue to go up. Uh, There is a demand for rentals. And that will, you know, when you start to look at those prices going up, I think that will increase our buyer pool a little bit once, you know, you sit down and have a consultation with a real estate agent to say, it makes more sense for you to buy. I think you'll see uh, oh, 100, 100 more buyers in that, in that arena. Agreed. I mean, uh, for an example, along those same lines, a local community to us, um, rentals were going for about 1550 to 1600 and because i have an investor niche and another agent uh, in our office who also has investors in the same community between the two of us we've now bumped that rental market in that one community up between 1925 to 1950 not surprised in the last year and a half so when 1500 to 1600 was tight for some people exactly like you're saying jumping up to 19 is going to crimp people and 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 start to push more renters to demand to get educated to say well if i'm going to have to spend 1925 how much is a mortgage exactly i'm going to be spending it anyway i won't have a choice i'm not going to find someplace cheaper so what do i need to do i've also been seeing a lot more recently based off of people that i prospect and renters that i deal with you have a lot more renters recently because of the increase in rental amounts going to their landlords and asking what they need to pay to buy it. If I'm going to have to pay that much, do you still want to be a landlord? So the inventory we would usually anticipate coming onto the public market for anybody to be available to buy, you do have a lot of tenants now doing a lease to own, paying a little bit Mm -hmm. higher and saying, hey, I'll pay you for the next year and a half or next year at this higher rental amount, but a year from now, I would like to purchase it from you. So you're losing that inventory and you're losing that prospective renter into a buyer because they're staying where they're at. Yes. Yeah. No, those are good points. But I think this year is going to close strong, maybe not quite as, you know, just a little shy of last year's number of transactions, but it's still a strong year compared to you know, 2018, 2019, when you look at total number of transactions. Agreed. I don't, I don't, a week from January, looking, if you've looked at your numbers, if you started doing business planning for next year, in general, if you've been working this market, it, it should have been a strong market for you. And it should have, it should have been a good market as an agent and as a whole comparatively to what, to where we came from and, and before that. And I don't really see any indicators at this point in time, even, even with a median sales price going up, even being a little bit lower than the year before, which was an off year. I don't see 2022 being a year that's going to be weak. As long as you're I, working I the process, you're going to either Agreed. be where you're at today 
or you should be stronger if you get those listings and take that market share because we're no, seeing agreed. a lot of consolidation. Agreed. Frank, any some, closing comments or, or uh, observations? Well, there's there's another set of numbers I kind of wanted to bring up here. Oh, good. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's the COVID numbers. Um, you know, they're, the COVID's on the rise again. Uh, looking at the state of New Jersey specifically, you know, it is a high transmission rate. Uh, most of the Northeast is considered high community transition rates. Now, a couple things, you know, working in our favor is a high vaccination rate, you know, probably a 74, 75% average for the state. Um, however, and however, unfortunately, we're seeing an uptick in uh, the daily cases. We're now back to, you know, approaching, you know, where we were a year ago, um, you know, with COVID uh, cases on the rise going into the winter months, um, almost exactly where we were. Now, thankfully, the, the, the daily death rate is down uh, significantly very different from a, a year ago, but those increasing cases, um, Mercer County is not immune. The numbers here are going up. Um, obviously, there's certain this is going to have some impact, some effect on us. Um, to what extent, I don't know. Obviously, it may not be as extreme as it once was. Uh, however, you know, as people, you know, aim to protect themselves, um, you know, there could be some impact on our business. Certainly going back to the, you know, the way houses were being shown, um, the precautions, the safety uh, precautions in showing houses and even, even the use of video and virtual to do, to accomplish those things. Now, again, there's a lot of changes. Nick and I talked about it before, you know, you can't do virtual showings. You have to make the property available in person, uh, things like that. Um, but this is another set of numbers that I think we have to keep our eye on, at least for the next few months to see, you know, with these very variables coming in, these different um, different types of strains of the of the virus, you know, and what impact they're going to have, especially, you know, with the breakthrough cases and things like that. Um, well, Frank, so I think it's just a really strong reminder that um, if any of us have become lax in our COVID practices and in, in you know, we've got to make sure that we're getting forms signed. We've got to make sure masks are provided. It is required that you have hand sanitizers at your at your listings, booties, um, you know, number of people in attendance for showings. You know, we just have to just maintain the due diligence um, as we did at the onset of COVID. Uh, nothing has changed from that perspective. So it's just a reminder that if you've become a little lax, remind yourself to go back to those best practices as an agent. Sure. Yeah. I think that's the best message, right? Yeah. Um, stay vigilant, you know, for all of us personally and professionally. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're unsure, go virtual, you know, there's not, there's, you can do a lot virtually before you actually get to a showing and even your, your meetings with people, you can do a lot virtually before you do finally meet in person. So safety and uh, consideration of each other is first. Yep. One along those same lines too, just so you guys know, in terms of legally, the state of New Jersey and the Real Estate Commission at this point in time has no, they're not even discussing going back to anything. They're, Good they're to not, know. there will be at this point in time, they're not planning on shutting anything down. They're not planning on increasing the number of like they're not planning on making it so it's less people in something so like you guys you know said best practices are the way to go because 
truthfully, if we remember the conversations that came out six months ago, this increase in numbers was anticipated. The variants weren't anticipated, but it was anticipated because of the winter months, more people being inside, that we were going to have an increase mm -hmm. in the number of cases because people aren't able to be outside in this weather like they were in, in the spring and the summer. Sure. So, so again, breakthrough cases were, were not truly anticipated. The variants were not truly anticipated, but it was anticipated there would be an increase as it's anticipated come the spring and more people can spend time outside we should start to see a decrease in the transmission rate. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and again, best thing is the fact that the death rate is down. Absolutely. You know, but like you guys said, best practices are the way to go because this is going to be here no different than the flu or the stomach bug or anything like that. You know, like you said, if you're uncomfortable, whatever can be done virtually, do it virtually. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure people are practicing correctly. I still have it in my trunk and I am constantly restocking at, um, BJ's, the gloves and the hand sanitizer, and I order the booties and leave them at all of my listings, or I have them with me with extra masks for anybody that comes in mm -hmm. to be, you know, courteous of what's going on out there when I do a showing. And I have people come and, and I think ultimately the word is really just, you know, courtesy and respect. Yeah, absolutely. Respect everybody's health feelings and operate accordingly. Nick, do we have um, 2021 or 2022 uh, COVID forms? that we can just make sure that we share to our agents? They're uh, all in our DocuSign and zip forms through the NJAR. Perfect, um, we'll just make sure we send a reminder out to everybody that, you know. Yeah, so they're, make all, use of them. they're all there, yep. For PA as well, they're in there for any PA agents. The updated version for the uh, COVID health showings is there as well. Okay, great. Good to know, Frank, thanks for mentioning that. Well, let's see how we close out the year. We've got a, since we're kind of a little bit behind, we'll be, have a lot more to say uh, in uh, January. See where we are, we're, see where we fare. Um, but Nick, thanks again for joining us with the numbers. You do a lot of preparation for this. So we really appreciate it. Of course, my pleasure. It's, it's important uh, to see where we're from, you know, so we can see where we're going. Absolutely. You know, all about clarity. We talk about that a lot, you know, in business planning. You got to have the clarity of your numbers to know, you know, what you got to do and what you got to plan. So exactly. My pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy Thanks, the holidays. Sir. Yeah. Thank you. You guys too. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. Well, that's a wrap for today. And until next time. Keep it buzzing. <laughs>